What is up, everyone? Welcome to NFTs in the Arena with your host, Mike and John. It is the night or the day or the morning before the Ethereum merge, as I think a lot of crypto enthusiasts, NFT enthusiasts, or anyone, I suppose, operating in the Web3 space are excited about, nervous about, but much with much anticipation, I would say. It's one in which I think if you've been investing in the cryptocurrencies for the time I think most people have that are still involved there, you would know what how important this, important this means, but not everyone knows what it means. And that's a bit about what Jono and I will cover through tonight and today for Jono. And Jono, first of all, how are you doing, man? Are you, how are you anticipating this merge to go? Hey, what's up, Mike? What's up, peeps? Hope everybody's doing super cool, man actually super excited for this. Damn, it's like a, it's a universal moment, dude, when this happens. So exciting times. How it's going to play out, it's <laughs> like I'm, I'm no boff in this space, dude. Like I think it's super technical what's going on with the beacon chain being around since 2020. Like a bit of a side chain actually executing the whole proof of stake concept. But now bringing it onto the main net, <laughs> this is exciting and at the same time, very nerve wracking because apparently there's some validation tests and some, um, I don't even know the technical terms, but they need to have some time before when, once it goes live to actually validate and prove that, um, this is, this has gone well before everyone starts to celebrate. Apparently this is what's going to happen. So yeah, uh, this, this is <laughs> right now, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, I think a lot of people that are probably, as you use the word above, people actually are that are very much understanding of the technical aspect and what the true changes mean. Because I think a lot of people that are not very um, into the space immediately think, and obviously they've read along, and I think it's typically these people on social media trying to effectively say that with this new merge, there'll be reduction in gas fees and the lights, mm. which is truly not the case is not very true. I mean, yeah. I would imagine that's their future ambitions, but with this immediate merge, I doubt that's going to be the case. And I think yes. the first thing is that I think a lot of people that are watching all this, actually, what is the, what is the merge mean? And I think for a lot of people, if you had listened to our previous podcast uh, that we've had various guests on, one being um, K.O. Camden, who's actually very involved in helping um, cryptocurrency companies um, spearhead their projects and get 10x growth. And we spoke about it in our previous episode where mm. they move from proof of work to a proof of stake. And it's yes. a consensus mechanism. And I think that's the first thing mm. that people yeah. actually want to know and what they want to understand. The proof of stake is now essentially reducing the reliance, particularly for miners, crypto miners, mm. which we, we were all well aware of. And I think Jonah, you had a bit of knowledge with regards to the way in which miners were in, um, operating in this space, particularly because of Chris, your brother. Do you think yeah. now with this proof of, proof of work and proof of stake, what impact would they have on the miners, for example, and what opportunities will it create, do you think? When it comes to the impact or detriment to miners, I don't have the best knowledge on that. But what I do have... And from what I've learned from currently was like a lot of the banking institutions are, are looking towards this, this merge purely because it, it nullifies risk factor. 
And being a, a banking organization, the whole concept of your, 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 your model is, is time deposits. And that's essentially what proof of stake is, is like taking your asset and letting it grow for itself. And this is where, where the banking system is waiting for this merge to go down. And once it's secure and everything's good and the validation nodes are all set, this is where these kind of organizations are going to be adopting and coming into the space a lot more um, prevalently purely because of the security aspect to it. So yeah, that's how I see it panning out from an institutional or at least at a mass adoption point of view. Yeah, and, and I think that's a fair point because I was reading an article by Reuters this week and it was a gentleman, I think his name was Pete Schroeder, and he wrote an article yeah. that was essentially speaking to the whole Federal Reserves, particularly here in the United States, are issuing guidance for banks that are considering to move into the crypto space or have some crypto activities, which is already yes. in now these massive okay conglomerates um, institutions trying to take part in now obviously to create regulations around this which is not a bad thing but i do believe and mm. what we've seen in the past is that regulations will, will always stifle innovation and we've seen yes. that in various industries whether it is in the cryptocurrency space which i'm sure we will inevitably be exposed to i do believe mm. that the rate at which um, things are changing right now the innovations that are continuously going out um, I do believe that will, that tap will be turned off slowly in the next few years because of these regulations that naturally these these governments and banking systems will introduce. But I also do agree yeah. with you in the sense that they are waiting for this merge and to see what actually pans out here. And I do think it will take a few weeks or a few days or a few weeks to actually see the true impact. I mean, the immediate impact would be something as them flipping the switch on and just completely fails. But speaking to your yes. point with regards to testing, I do know and I'm very well aware that they've been testing this thing for years. It's not like mm. they've been doing this as a six-month project that you picked up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Testing, testing, failing. And, uh, and like one of the things that um, Dieterlec Buterin had said is that this Ethereum merge now is paving the way for what the next generation of crypto enthusiasts or what any form of business will actually experience because I think now that they've actually learned and I think the way in which Ethereum has been structured to allow other blockchains and other service providers to become a layer on top of them, it's going to allow them now to get to the next level, right? And I don't think a lot of people understand that. And one of the things I've thought about and I, I just, I, to be honest, I Googled this a few weeks ago and I think it's relevant now is People asking, is there anything that I need to do if I have my Ethereum on a Coinbase or on a, my MetaMask wallet? And obviously, they kind of communicate and there's nothing that you need to do. Just sit down and hold on, which obviously is yeah. going to cause some people to pull out. I do believe there's been so many fluctuations in the last few weeks. It's very difficult to pinpoint what he's making or driving this. Obviously, this is a large facet of that. So do you think yeah. now with this mode, if it is successful, the price of Ethereum or the price of cryptocurrencies that are maybe designed around Ethereum will increase? And do you think it will be a significant increase? Look, uh, there's ultimately, if you were to look at the supply and you were to look at uh, the market cap, you'll start to get to where the price action is of that specific token or coin. So there's going to be a natural drop-off 
purely because there's there's big whales in the space that understand that they're going to be selling the hype. So all the people that are going to jump on board now post merge because you're going to see a lot of it in the newspapers, a lot of it on the TV and social media. So that's, that's going to perpetuate itself into the, the hands of, of a retail investor. And as a result, they're going to buy the top paps. I'm, this is just an assumption and the Ethereum price might dip for the short term. Yeah. And when I say that it, it, it could literally just do a quick little and then just start to climb again over the next, <laughs> it could literally, and then dip again based on market and all that kind of uh, nuance that can be faced in the near future. But theoretically there's going to be more adoption. So the price of Ethereum is definitely going to uh, uh, increase over the next couple of months. And I do believe that it might even break its all time high um, within the next year. So that's, that's yeah. a, that's a huge prediction because people have always said that we go through the bear market for a couple of years. Uh, but if Ethereum were to break an all time high in 2023, or maybe even towards the end of the year, we don't know, dude, like there could be like huge things. If Goldman Sachs jumps on board, they buy a big stake and then this, then this, and this, and this. Yeah, then the, the traders are going to win in the short term, but in the long term, the, the, the typical investor, the person that's holding their, their coin is really going to benefit. The 10x, like what we were speaking about, just in, in side projects that are running on the Ethereum platform, that's where they, they're going to 10x because seed funding is going to increase. If, if someone's put a couple million in, like as Goldman Sachs, for instance, if they put a couple hundred million into Ethereum and it goes up to you know, several billion dollars, they're in a position to fund. Like naturally they, they would feel obligated in, 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 in a very virtuous way to try and build projects in the web three domain. So yes, I do believe that's gonna, that's gonna accelerate growth substantially when, when in big corporations that usually fund smaller projects, uh, start to see the benefits of this. Yeah, dude, uh, I, I do think that, I mean, obviously everything is just based on opinion here. There's no facts. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think it would be exactly. inappropriate to, to come here and claim that there is facts. But I do know one thing that has come across quite often in my research and just talking to people that are involved in the space is that yeah, naturally, like you, you're kind of alluding to, what if it does fail? And like everyone that I feel like has studied this and has been watching this very closely, they've almost of the opinion that, the chances of this, this failing is almost non-existent. And I think yes. it's because of the developers that are behind us have been preparing this for like several years, John, like mm. testing thoroughly, which I think they call it the, the demonish shadow forks and like testing okay. networks throughout all these years. You can imagine how many people jumped on board for this because they were likely being enumerated um, yeah. in various other ways to actually do this kind of testing particularly yes. within the, the crypto community. But the this whole entire ecosystem is, it, the the whole entire ecosystem and the whole economy around it is depending on this Ethereum blockchain, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's one of those things, if they were coming out, and now it's probably in the next hour at the time we're recording mm -hmm. this, is that they are damn sure that this is going to work. But yes. you yes. obviously... The skeptic in me always wants to see something else come out of this, but by myself being an Ethereum investor, I yeah. do believe that I think they've got all their checks and balances done. 
Mm. And no, amazing. I, yeah, no, I, I believe I, I believe that also, like you were saying, if this goes well and now the confidence in, but to, to be honest, you could also argue the opposite side of that. Everyone's talking about this merge, but how many people in society even know what Ethereum is, know what cryptocurrency is, and know what emerges? Everyone <laughs> assumes that I talk to that are just these simple everyday investors in, in the buy a few dollars here, whatever yeah. it is in Ethereum. And there's nothing wrong with that. But my point is like this is the, the, where the education is around the NFTs in the crypto mm. space. But they think that this merge is going to reduce the gas prices. And I think it's important to know that it's not going to do that because I think a yes. lot of people have this assumption they've been planning some scheme around that. And I mean, I've generally been uh, flabbergasted by hearing some people come up with these assumptions. And again, everything is based on opinion. But I think yeah. this, this merge is important because it's a, a step into the next major updates for the Ethereum roadmap. That's essentially what yes. comes through in talks about. And they talk about this, how do they refer to it as sharding in 2023, which is not like, maybe that is the, yeah. Be yeah. the next step, which will, I think it's going I to heard about that, the, yeah. it's going to increase the transaction throughput on the Ethereum blockchain. Mm, mm, mm. And I think that speaks to your point is that this thing can go either way. And the value of the Ethereum is, I believe, going to increase. And we, we may go through these ebbs and flows. But what I would love to see is the impact it's going to have on the likes of Bitcoin, Solana, and all these other, other cryptocurrencies. Yes, yes. Well, look, this is it. You, I, I hope a Bitcoin maximalist isn't out there saying, I hope it fails, because this is a good betterment for the whole industry as a you know, collective. If, if this Ethereum merge goes through successfully, we're on to the next step as, as a human nation to actually um, innovate to a point where we can start to to actually bring a quantum computer to fruition because I think that's the real next step. And I, I, I honestly believe if, if Ethereum and blockchain is at its, its fullest competency, this is where we can tie in quantum computing and literally we can quantify and map <laughs> almost anything. Like people are going to be, algorithms are going to be able to determine traffic just like like you cannot believe. And that's based on, on, on quantitative power that will be inherently linked to transaction speed and all this kind of stuff that Ethereum is still working through. But the beauty of that is that people can fork the Ethereum chain and create even a better um, uh, network or should I say side chain that can actually mitigate those those issues if transactions or gas fees are an issue for instance like polygon pure example a lot of people are building on polygon purely because the transactions are so vast and actually super cheap why wouldn't you want to bring your 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 customer into that in that domain and have them spend and transact in a, a very easy manner and not a cost effective manner but right now it's such a difficult process to to actually play around in the polycon domain because you need to bridge your ethereum and take it over there and for a typical person they don't really know how to do that so they would either need to rely on third-party um, interfaces or apps or whatever to do that for them but then run the risk of being scammed uh, or we need to be patient until all this 
comes to fruition to the point where it's easily accessible, just like how Facebook is to the average person. You know, jump on, join, connect wallets, and there we go. So yeah, I do believe that a lot of projects are working at trying to mitigate the, the gas fee issue because that is going to be a big thing. Who wants to be transacting in the real world and be spending 300, 400 Rand or $150 on, on a transaction? It makes no sense. Currently, it's pretty cheap because I actually uh, um, brought in some Ethereum to Fiat yesterday and it, it, it was quite sublime. And I used the exchange Luno, which is a South African company. And it just was, I didn't expect it to get so easy. Like I thought it was going to be a process. I, I literally sent the Ethereum straight to the, the wallet in Luno and converted it into cash. And it was in my bank literally two hours later. And I was like, wow, that's interesting. So yeah, we, there is a lot of progress that's happening. And uh, the next year, the next two years, it's just getting more accelerated. Because unfortunately and fortunately for some, it is tied to money. People need money to operate. And this is a very expensive space because we're working with developers. They, they charge a lot of money. And I know the Ethereum community as a whole has put a lot of uh, time and dedication and money into helping the developers get to this point in time. So yeah, it's actually a very altruistic movement and I love it. And I love Bitenic. <laughs> Sorry. <Very interesting laughs> no, it's in there. I'm so glad you mentioned it. That's almost poetic in, in a sense. You made so many valid points. So I'm going to try and track back and uh, recall some of them. But this whole idea of people moving now to Polygon, right? Um, yeah. I think even at Sports Finder, it's something that we're looking to do essentially to add as a fork. Because like you said, mm. a lot of companies now have realized that there's these alternative solutions, not that that's only cheap. Yes. There is, it's creating competition, which is incredibly important. So, I mean, I can understand that. And it's so crazy that you brought that up because that is something that was almost decided this past week that is worth yeah. exploring. Based on what the oh, market wow. is telling you, and uh, I'm glad that you mentioned that. And mm. you've, you, you, you keep touching on this whole thing of like now the transactions between crypto and banking systems so how easy it's become. But like now mm, you just mm. mentioned a couple of hours to get into your bank account. Yeah. This is the innovation that I've been telling you about. This innovation is it's, it's moving like a snowball. But the minute yeah. the banks really get involved in the, 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 the IRS from the United States or SARS from South Africa or any, any uh, regulatory mm. or federal board gets involved, and so the start for that innovation, and you're going to see a lot of projects yes. like you've seen in the last year, like that guy from South Korea, he's now, mm. um, um, wanted, they wanted to be arrested for what happened with that fund. Oh, uh, Do Kwan. So, sure. Yeah. yeah I, was, I read yeah, about that. That's, that's, mm. that's mad because you know what I always think about when I see these, these guys getting reprimanded and now falling into this, the situation is that when they set out, they like didn't intend Going yes, yeah. they're trying to create value that and obviously they got ahead of themselves and i can completely yeah. understand but i do yes. feel like these kind of guys yes a lot of people lost money but i think to paint a picture of them like in this negative way and i suppose it's easy for me to say this because i didn't put money into that yeah 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 these innovators these engineers like elon musk jeff bezos they're always under scrutiny and it's, it's what's happening now with the crypto world and with Ethereum. It's coming under a lot of scrutiny because, like you say, it's going to have a lot of eyes watching it. And 
Mm. With that is also what I think a lot of people have been exposed to over the last few years, which is hackers, fraudsters, people sending out fake emails. I'm not, I'm not even lying to you. In the, in the last three weeks um, on my email, I always get from Coinbase, supposedly, saying that uh, my there's been a transaction on my account and they've frozen my account. I need to contact them. And the email is just like coinbase at gmail.com. <laughs> they they need the email that they, they see no, hundred other people. So yeah, and I'm the ice bite. This is my point. Everyone that would be listening, I would hope that they actually realize that they, this is the time when scammers are out in full force, taking full advantage. Mm. So, like, I mean, mm. you need to be careful. You need to be careful. Mm. Don't send your your Ethereum in your red notes. Get an email and think, okay, I need to move my Ethereum here temporarily till the move goes yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Because these things yeah. And yeah, yeah, what will yeah. be interesting is if we start to see how these scammers and how much money they actually generated. Because you you are likely going to hear in the news, because you know the media is always very biased towards these kind of things. Like they're biased yeah, yeah. towards the protection of the people that are working for Uber, Airbnb. And I get all of that and I completely agree. But it's easy to criticize a company that's making hundreds of millions of billions of dollars. And now with Ethereum, where you really can't, yes, you can put a face to the name because you know it's Vitalik, but at the end of the day, mm. there's so many people operating on that, that system that no one knows what's truly going on, let alone the yes. or, the, or the, 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 the banking system. So, yeah, I just think there's there's a lot about to change in next week. And maybe we're anticipating this more than it actually will be. Maybe it unfolds yeah. and it goes perfect and we'll carry on with our, our day. But I do think there's a lot yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. focus on Yeah, look, I so, think uh, the media... The media loves drama, dude. So they're going to always try and pinpoint the, the, the little bit or the little cracks in the system just for the sake of it. Because actually it's, it's innate in human beings to, to dig and watch drama. Like if you were to probably look at the analytics on social media, you'll find that a lot of the, the views go towards dramatic shit, stuff that's actually quite negative and pessimistic. But that's just how humans are. They like to find out more about what's going to put them at risk, if that makes sense. Like we, we, we trying to find comfort by finding out as much as we can about our environment. And that could be detrimental to a lot of people because that stems to anxiety and all that bullshit. So yeah, it's 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 quite an interesting space with the media how they're going to play it, uh, but I'm super excited to see how it unravels. I think it's going to be successful. I do hope that uh, a lot of adoption takes place as post merge, because I do think that yeah. this is going to be the future. It is the future. <laughs> it's not going to even be. Uh, but like you said, with the hackers and people that are out there to scam, that's that's everywhere. Uh, unfortunately it's a lot more prevalent in the space purely because of regulations, not being as, as high as they can be eventually. Um, look, there's, there's a good and a bad side to that bringing in corporates and cause the whole point of DeFi is to avoid centralization at, at its finest and having banking systems coming into the space to, to form regulation is kind of counterintuitive to that concept. But unfortunately, they're not going to go anywhere. They're not going to just fall away overnight. <laughs> it's the biggest players in the space in terms of a monetary system. Yeah, you know what's so interesting is that 
a lot of what you, we spoke about now, I think a lot of people are thinking it's still coming. And you just yeah. made a good point. I mean, I think like in the in what, 2003, that economist William William Gibson said the future is already mm. here, but it's just not evenly distributed, and it still remains today. And I Whoa, think it's so that's prevalent deep. With, with, yeah, I think it's so prevalent wow, now with, with crypto and NFTs is that a lot of the world are getting left behind because they either don't have the technology, the know-how, or the mm. education more so. Actually, but yeah. I do believe that a lot more people are getting involved in places that you would not really anticipate. But Definitely. It speaks to an interesting point is that the, um, I was speaking to this gentleman. He has quite a large NFT collection and it's on OpenCM. I was asking him how he feels about the whole merge. And he was kind of <laughs> saying that, well, we will actually find, he posed the question, is it fungible after all? And he mentions that, like, will there be duplicates that may disrupt this NFT industry after Ethereum merge? And it's not something that we 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 can't we can't um, know until it actually materializes. So, like, this expected merge of Ethereum has raised the risk of obviously fraud, scams, and the, the whole non-fungible market. Speaking to NFTs, is that they are now concerned of, of the likelihood of duplicates amassing from this period because of these scams or. Now we're transitioning from this proof of work to proof of stake. What does it actually mean? Can you imagine all these individuals that purchased uh, board apes or board apes yacht clubs for hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions? That that actually happens and they get scammed out of that. I would imagine those individuals are smart enough now to avoid something happening like that. But mm -hmm. I do think that this merge is going to pose a lot of issues for people that are unaware of its, its impact and perhaps actually over expect what the impact will be. Because I yes. think a lot of people are getting um, somewhat deterred with regards to the, the Ethereum. And the, I mean, like, I don't hear people talking about investing in crypto much like in the general public anymore, which is obviously yeah. the, this, this, win, this NFT winter or crypto winter. Um, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, no, I think I think there's there's a lot to come, and I I do anticipate that this merge is going to be very good for organisations that are already operating on Ethereum. But it'll be mm. interesting to see what the, the downfall will be. Like, do you think if there's a there's a little glitch or there's a little bump in the road, everyone's going to pull out of Ethereum and then maybe detrimental to the the, the value of of the book of the the coin? I think those that are, are, are watching, well, just in my opinion, the peeps that are going to be watching and, and paying close attention to this this merge are, are either one haters or mostly it's going to be people that are, are in it for the long run, invested individuals. So even if something buggy happens, they're not going to be the kind that are going to pull. The, the people that are going to pull are the cats that are holding Ethereum on Coinbase or holding it on Luno that doesn't really understand the, the, the domain very well, but they know that they can buy an asset via an app because they got money and they're affluent to some extent and they just do it for the sake of it so that they can brag about it or have some form of um, social entitlement around it. I think there are people that leverage it in that way. Those are the kind of people that if they were to see a negative review or hear some bullshit on the, the news that something's bad is happening. They're going to be pulling out. 
if, if there is a bit of a downtrend purely because they don't, they, they're more about the money aspect. So they don't want to lose their money. Um, they rather make more. So they'll pull it out and wait for it to go back up again and then they'll buy. It's just some, some people are, are just wired that way. And I think those are the kind of individuals that'll pull out if there is any negative, um, news around this, this merge. But other than that, I think people are holding, they're strong, the community's strong. So, yeah. It, it, it reminds me, it's almost like deja vu of when, um, with a scenario that is like, it's not without precedence in this NFT market that something of this nature could happen. Like, I think one of the most mm. popular ones in, or the most popular NFT collections was like CryptoPunks, who actually reissued the originals, known as version one CryptoPunks, to fix a bug in their program. So that oh, really wow. now leaves room for me to, to, to speculate what kind of scams or um, hackers can actually get involved now. Because the, the replacements with these version twos, I think they were airdropped to all the holders with version, version mm. ones that almost were forgotten about. But it didn't, it didn't, yeah. it didn't take up. And I think the, the community essentially won. They didn't really buy into it because the intention was mm. to now squash the secondary market using the legal means now. And I think the community ultimately chose version one and they won. And they essentially now have both versions operating trade and trading freely on the, on the, on the marketplace. The reason why I bring that up is because trust is a huge thing and huge issue now. Mm. And even your community mm -hmm. that are buying into your product and into your collection will be naturally yeah. um, apprehensive. Because a lot of the time it's difficult to put a face in the name like you could do with other products like a yes. Jeff Bezos, for example. So I do think that the the scrutiny and the the anxiousness around this merge is going to continue for the next few months. And I, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to it. Yeah, look, um, the, the NFT space is, is or just even with the whole um, hype around on, on Binance Smart Chain with all the rug pulls that happened last year mm. that happened on Ethereum as well. But it was just, it's a lot more difficult to create an ERC20 token versus, uh, um, what is it? I even forgot why, because I don't even do the whole Binance Smart Chain thing. But anyway, it was a lot easier to design on that platform. So hence, a lot of rug pulls and people getting scammed because they're trying to make a quick buck, get in early. <laughs> there were, I was in that, like I was, that's how I got into crypto. And I was jumping into these moves. Yeah. I remember jumping on a call with you about Dogalon. Mm. Dogalon's eventually come to something that I honestly believe in because they had to. They didn't. They they tried to follow the Shiba Inu model by giving half the 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 portfolio to Vitalik. But then Vitalik, the OGE is he donated that portion to a, a, a foundation called Methuselah, which is out there to design or innovate in in living longer, if that makes sense, like aging to try and mitigate aging for people to live as long as they can. So that's what their research in the funding is around. So I was like, Oh wow, this has actually become something quite important because the community is trying to back that project now. Cause as that comes, or should I say scales, um, from an innovative point of view, they'll start to make their mark in, in industry. And as a result, the whole community will rise. So yeah, there is potential with, Things that wanted to be just a meme uh, to try and generate funding that can become something. But intrinsically, you want people that have a, a vision to try and 
solve problems, uh, worldly problems, and bring uh, equality to all. And this is something I heard from on a, on a podcast with Tim Ferriss and Naval. They spoke about the next Steve Jobs will be in crypto because of the whole regulative aspect to it. Um, the, the, mm. the, the typical Steve Jobs of the 80s or 70s or 90s, or whatever you want to call it, wouldn't, would be canceled um, in, a, in a typical organization today because of the, the stigma attached to someone trying to be themselves and be authentic and actually drive their vision the way they want to amongst people that are, for instance, uh, more superior than them. Like, for instance, his time in Atari when you walked in barefooted, smelling like shit, living on a couch, you know, in university, that kind of stuff was kind of still accepted at that time. He left the company, but right now in this day and age, that kind of thing isn't really um, accepted. So hence why the Steve Jobs of today will be in crypto and busy designing or, and we could even call Vitalik um, a pure example of that because if this comes to or scales to the point we all believe it can, then this dude is going to be the next Jesus, right? <laughs> it's going to be the technology that's going to, that's really, that's really going to bring. <laughs> um. <laughs> so yeah, it's going to bring, it's going to bring some, <laughs> some beauty. It's really going to make a difference to humanity, dude. And yeah. I mean, your answer was typical John O'Fashion, but I honestly thought you were going to resign at least along the likes of Elon Musk or maybe... If you want to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Jada, I think we've come to the end. Amazing. Thank you so much. Again, please like, share, and subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as to our social media channels. This is now another week's episode now, and this one will be one in which we look back in probably in the next few weeks and months and look back at it and see what we discussed here. And uh, we will do uh, a an episode a few days after the merge just to see what's going on and this will be i think a big part in history as john has said let's see what's going uh let's, let's see what goes on and i think one thing i would say and uh, leave off with is that i think we are about to see that the next frontier of blockchain technology Definitely. next year from now until 2023 in this period of time i think there's going to be a lot of innovation a lot of movement and it's, it's super fascinating and exciting to be in this space. Uh, Jono, as always, do you have any parting words? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got some. Um, you know what? In an age of trust. <laughs> yeah, this, this one is just like based on like our conversation around trust. Like with this being an age of trust, I, I honestly believe we've moved out of the industrial revolution and all that. Um, now we're in the age of trust. Just be true to yourself. That's the main thing. You know, if you can, if you can hold true to that, the world's your oyster, my man. Oh, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll do it. Take care. Jonathan, thank you, man. Shot, bruv. Thanks, man.